It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. This is Truth 101.1. Glad to be talking with you tonight. It is a Tuesday. Greg Davis had to slip out for the second hour. I have Andrew with me on the other side of the glass. Andrew, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Question, Andrew. Okay, so... Between Greg and myself, we talk a fair amount. This is a radio talk show. If I said something you disagreed with, would you let me know or would you just think inside of your head, okay, Nate's just silly? Would you actually let me know? I'm curious. I guess it depends on how much I personally cared about the topic. So theoretically, you would disagree. You would let me know. Yeah. Okay. All right, so don't don't be shy. I, I don't mind. I like a good conversation. Anyways, that just popped into my head, I thought to ask. I hope everyone is doing well. You're listening out there, maybe live on the radio, maybe the podcast later. We do have a podcast, Priority Talk. Check it out. It's on most major podcast carriers. Uh, federal grand jury indicts Trump over alleged efforts to overturn elections. So maybe you've heard that uh, Trump has more charges against him. I mean, shocker. But this is from the Daily Wire. A federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. has indicted former President Donald Trump in the criminal investigation into his alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. So in the first hour, Greg Davis was, was with me, and we talked about these things. And it seems like the Democrat Party is going to throw as much mud as possible at Trump in the hopes that something sticks while completely ignoring Joe Biden's documents or Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter Biden's business dealings. And so that's pretty par for the course. Two-tier justice system, weaponized DOJ. It's kind of how things work these days, unfortunately. But my goal in bringing the story up is just to give you the specific charges that uh, that let's see in the article so you'll you'll know but here are the specific charges the 77 year old former president was charged with conspiracy to defraud the united states conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights and so again they're just going to throw the moon the sun and the stars at donald trump in the hopes that something knocks him off and try to schedule as much as possible in 2024 so maybe that will affect his ability to campaign my guess is they'll schedule things strategically on certain days so that trump's not available for special moments as a person on the campaign trail might need to be but anyways those are the specific charges happening today and just 
all all this just more and more indictments to try to uh, get rid of him while completely ignoring joe biden's various dealings and that's not comforting we want to be able to trust our government on some level i get that humans are corrupt in general but you'd like just some semblance of fairness but we're not getting that at the moment Anyways, wanted to update you on that, but with the news, we've talked about a lot of that the first couple, uh, first hour, uh, talked a little bit about the movies as well. So we're going to move in a slightly more theological direction. If you've listened to the show for long enough, you know we will cover a gamut of different topics. Uh, We'll cover news and politics, local, national, occasionally international, depending on the story. Uh, We'll cover culture, music, movies, all that, and then also uh, theology, politics, Bible, faith, the church, and uh, it's a wide-ranging show. So we'll move in a more theological uh, direction now, uh, particularly with gender, and uh, as we know, Satan attacks just different gender roles in the way that we're made, man, woman, men are men women are women and ultimately that is his mo to take the things of god pervert and twist satan can't necessarily create anything on his own that's any good uh, at all but he'll take the things that god has made the good things genders the gender roles the differences between men and women marriage, uh, government, all those things that are good, the church and Satan will try to twist and create his own versions. And so uh, I have an article here that I'm looking at. These are just some of the ways that Satan takes the things of God and uh, just puts his destructive spin on it. So we know that Jesus is the son of God, right? Uh, Our Lord and Savior Jesus is the son of God. We read about that in John 1 verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Uh, Jesus is the Son of God. And then you have uh, Satan is the Son of Destruction. We find that 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. And uh, you have the Trinity, that you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's uh, biblical doctrine, historically held by the creeds. And uh, we read about that in various passages of Scripture, baptizing. We're supposed to baptize people in, with the Trinity. We see that in the baptism of Jesus, where you have the Father, you had the Son being baptized, and then the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. Uh, but then Satan, we read in Revelation, has his own Trinity, which is himself, the beast, and the false prophet. We read about Revelation 20, verse 10. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and sulfur, where also the beast and the false prophet, and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay, so Satan has his own trinity. And then uh, God has his children, those who have put their trust in him. And we read about that in John 1, verse 12. But as many as received him... To them he gave the right to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. Satan has his own children in his own way. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 38, uh, The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And then you have apostles. Uh, Satan, uh, Jesus has his apostles. We know 
the disciples, and then you have apostles in a more generic sense, a, a wider sense. But then Satan has his own apostles. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, fashioning themselves into apostles of Christ. So you had false leaders. And then you have different marks uh, that God has his own marks. We also know the mark of the, the beast of Revelation 13, verse 16. They'll be given a mark on their right hand upon their forehead that shows that they are followers of Satan. And so Satan, again, doesn't really do much on his own, can't create anything good, anything worthwhile, anything righteous and holy, obviously. It is Satan we're talking about. And so Satan seeks to corrupt and twist the things that God has made. For instance, humanity, he wants to take us, he wants us to, to, to lead us down a destructive path, to twist us, to pervert us. Uh, gender is a good thing. Men and women, God made uh, different genders and their roles, their strengths and all that. It's a wonderful thing. Satan's going to attack it. Marriage between one man and one woman for the creation of children and for, uh, the, the, you know, to mirror the uh, Jesus and the church as the bride. Again, Satan's going to twist that. Uh, did God really say marriage was between one man and one woman? It's marriage is whatever makes you happy. So go marry a tree. Go marry a computer. Go marry your car. Go marry yourself. Go marry five people. Again, Satan's just going to twist and, and pervert the things of God. And the list goes on and on and on that uh, God has uh, his government in a way. He allows rulers to lead. And then Satan likes to pervert and twist and to seduce people with power to use justice in an evil way. Injustice would be the word there. And we'll talk about those things. I want to talk about Satan broadly. And then uh, taking us to the 7 o'clock hour and the end of the show, we'll get specific in the next few segments. We'll talk about gender specifically. Women, men, what does it look like to be a man? What, what should that I guess, what, what what does that look like in a good way? Because uh, oftentimes you have people pulling in different directions. You have the Andrew Tates of the world that want to pull us towards misogyny and, uh, and masculinity that, that hurts other people. And then you have uh, the, the left, the far left, that would like to sissify men, remove spines, and, and make men weak. Is there a middle ground we can reach? Uh, we'll talk about that, a little bit about the Barbie movie on the other side of the break. Make sure to check out our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. A lot of good information there. And remember, we're on Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 7. We'll be back talking about gender on the other side. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. 
That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey, Alabama, this is Charity Daniels. Hey, this is Joe Bonzel with the Oak Ridge Boys. And I'm Taylor Hicks. You are right where you need to be. We are live on a Tuesday night. Call or text in 205-941-1011. One documentary we want to let you all know about is Grace to Use the Essential Church. And it is playing in theaters from today, uh, the 1st through the 8th. So that's into next week. And it, it kind of covers how the church interacts with government, particularly in times uh, in the COVID years, the dark years of COVID and uh, the various things that governments did to try to shut down meeting in person for church. It covers that. And uh, The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between church and government throughout history. So uh, it takes what happened with COVID and then goes throughout history and looks at that relationship there. But we just want to make you all aware of that documentary, The Essential Church, uh, brought to you by Grace to you. Uh, go and check that out. Uh, speaking of masculinity and femininity, I feel like that's the C-anemone kind of thing. I'll just say femininity. Anyways, I'll just do that continually. But the Barbie movie has, and I haven't seen the Barbie movie, but I've read various articles on it. I can't say I, I personally know a ton. But I've read an article here and there that talks about its view of what what does it mean to be a woman? And it gives a, an account that women are oppressed and we live in a patriarchal world, particularly filled with middle-aged white men who rule everything. And there's a lot of po uh, problems with that. And that's kind of Barbie's take. And in Barbie land, this is from a Christian Post article, the meaning and purpose of life are to be happy. And happiness means a women-run society of libertine freedom and unhindered expression. Lines repeated throughout the film include, Barbie is every woman, and every woman is Barbie. And Barbies can be anything, so women can be anything. In this view, to be empowered is to be free of restraint and responsibility. And something that is also communicated in its view of motherhood. And so you see some problems there as well, that ultimately our goal is not to be happy as Christians. We know this. Now, when you worship and obey God, and you do as he commands, and you love God and love others, as Jesus loves us, we are to then love others, you will be happy as an extension but don't put the cart before the horse and aim for a happiness itself because that never works. You end up with hedonism. So you think drugs, alcohol, sex, oh, that I just want pleasure and then I'll be happy. That doesn't work out, does it? Or career accomplishment and then we're left feeling empty. We know that happiness, true happiness, comes from a life that is lived in obedient servitude to God himself and then we'll feel fulfilled and satisfied and that will come with off and on, I guess, feelings of happiness, depending on the day and what you're going through. 
But anyways, in Barbie, the, the problem is often the patriarchy. It's men, men who have the power and who abuse that power against women. And I just find it interesting, going off of Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman, that does this make sense? It doesn't from a leftist logic viewpoint. All right, in Barbie world, the problem is the patriarchy evil, white, middle-aged men. Okay, but remember, you got to bring in transgenderism, right? Because that left is all over the the T movement ideology. The problem is white, middle-aged men and then the patriarchy. Oh, down with the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But all those middle-aged white men, if they woke up tomorrow and genuinely and authentically felt like they were women... All of a sudden, they'd have all the power, and they would be powerful, white, middle-aged women, because gender's fluid, and you can be whatever you feel like. Does that make sense? So if all the problem are men, and all men can be women at the drop of a hat, does that mean that women are the problem, because all those men could just, in an instant, identify as women? And does that mean that the patriarchy in an instant could become the matriarchy? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. If men are women, women are men, and ultimately what leftism is going for eventually is for men, women, go- girls, boys, just that wor- those words to have no meaning, that, okay, the whole lesson is absolutely silly. Because if the problem is the patriarchy... But gender ultimately is just whatever the heck you feel. Then that sentence means nothing because the patriarchy is the matriarchy. Uh, What about this? Okay, women are oppressed. Women are oppressed in the world of Barbie. But what happens in the drop of a hat instantly if all those women decided to identify as men? Does that mean they go from oppressed to oppressors if you're women and oh no men just treat you so terribly and it's so awful oh no oh me oh my then you identify as a man do all your problems disappear you're a man now i can't question that you are being your authentic genuine self does that solve all the problems what happens okay now to show you more silliness and how the inherent logic of the left just does not work what if everything switched the middle-aged white men all identify as women the oppressed women all identify as men and and everything just switches does that mean that it's the uh, how does that even work i'm confusing myself trying to describe this to you Anyway, so Barbie's world, again, if you want to watch the movie, go go ahead. I don't think I will the more I learn about it. But just the logic with transgenderism doesn't work. The logic with the patriarchy doesn't work. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense. When, you, when, when the left cannot define what a woman is, I don't, I don't think that works. And also, think about it this way. The left also controls all the levers of power. The left controls our government, uh, the Senate, uh, the presidency, the DOJ. 
The left controls Hollywood, which is the major producer of movies and television shows. The left controls academia as well. So to, to the left out there, if you're saying the patriarchy is the problem and you have all the power, aren't you the one that's holding up the patriarchy? Are you the patriarchy at this point? Because you have all the power. The right doesn't have power. We have right now the, the, the uh, Congress, but that's really all we have. We have the middle of the country, so you think maybe farming and some trades and stuff and maybe the trucking industry. But all in all, the left has all the power, and so if the patriarchy is the problem and the left has all the power, then is the left responsible for upholding all of our problems? Again, logic just breaks down in so many ways. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll talk more now. We talked a little bit about the feminine side with women. We'll talk more about what biblical masculinity looks like. What, what should we do? What should we teach our next generation? Uh, y'all make sure to follow us on social media at Priority Talk. My name's Nate Williams. More of these things, gender conversation, biblical masculinity, when we come back. Good news. Christian values. That's what it's all about on Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Tune in to 101.1 WXJC weekdays from 5 to 7 p.m. to listen to Greg and co-host Nate Williams discuss Christian values in today's climate, along with special guests and callers alike. I really enjoy your program, and I want to thank y'all so much. You're reaching more people than, than what you think. And I'm, I'm telling everyone, hey, 5 o'clock, hit 101.1. So be sure to switch to 101.1 at 5 o'clock to hear the latest on politics and culture. You can always catch a replay of our past broadcasts at PriorityTalkRadio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. God bless. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh, my life be yeah, like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. Welcome back to the Priority Talk radio show, Truth 101.1 FM and AM 850. My name is Nate Williams. I'm glad to be talking with you tonight on a Tuesday, and I will... Okay, I have a news article story, but I'm going to spin it more theological, more, yeah, I guess that's the way of putting it. So we'll start with news, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a biblical gloss. From the Daily Wire, high school boys are becoming more conservative while girls move farther left. The political divide between high school boys and girls across America has widened tremendously in recent years as more boys identify as conservative while girls are moving to the left, according to a recent survey. Annual polling over the past three years conducted by Monitoring the Future and the University of Michigan showed that more 12th grade boys are identifying as conservative than liberal, while 12th grade girls' liberal political affiliation continues to rise, The Hill reported. The most recent survey showed that 23% of 12th grade boys identified as conservative, 
while only 13% of senior boys consider themselves liberal. Around 30% of senior girls in high school identified as liberal, up from 25% a few years ago. Anyways, why is that? Why are conservative high school, why are high school boys becoming more and more conservative? I, I think that the the answer is, I don't want to say obvious, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm just being a little too nice. But men are wired with a certain DNA. Men are wired to protect. Men are wired to be risk takers. I mean, you'll see lots of YouTube videos of guys just doing dumb things, whether it's dumb things with fireworks, dumb things with cars. I I get it. Guys just sometimes are foolish and our brains develop at a slower pace or later, whatever the correct terminology is, than girls. Our, our brains take a moment to develop a little, and so we develop later with our maturity. But anyways, uh, our wiring is said to be uh, toxic and evil and bad, and uh, we're told to kind of, I guess, neuter ourselves in a way, that we need to be feminine and soft and all of those things because uh, the patriarchy is evil and what happens is naturally uh, eventually nature is what wins nature eventually comes back to to have a word to say where boys are like no i'm i'm gonna take risks i'm gonna be aggressive and i think that's what we're seeing now where the right is doing a better job of lining people up according to their nature particularly with men now with girls the incentive structure is skewed in the opposite way you know girl boss feminism you don't need no family don't need to get married a marriage is going to hold you back having kids is uh, traditional and it's patriarchal to have kids and women are taught to go for the money go for the power and parts of that's obviously just fine go make money go vote go run for office go start a business all of, i have no problem with that but ultimately we know as christians that starting a family protecting that family nurturing that family is the highest most precious most incredible thing you can do i think about it this way those on their deathbeds andrew i have a question for you all right are you, when you're on your deathbed one day, if Jesus tarries, are you going to tell your family, hey, I wish I spent a lot more time at work? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, probably. Pro <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, man, I wish weekends, I wish I wouldn't have uh, spent time with family and friends. I just want to just be at the office more, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's Andrew definitely going to say that. But everyone other than Andrew is most likely going to look around. They're going to see loved ones. They're going to see maybe their spouse, uh, maybe some kids and grandkids and dear friends and church members, maybe their pastor. And they're going to see a rich, fulfilling life. Your cubicle is not going to be with you on your deathbed. Your your work computer, uh, your various forms you fill out all day, depending on your job. Uh, your tools won't be there on your deathbed. But what will be there is your family and your friends and, and church members and parts of your community, whoever you know closest to you. 
And that's how you'll judge, oh, this is a very rich life by the family that you have. And girls aren't taught that. They're saying, go be a girl boss, go make your money, go go for the power, become the CEO. And like I said, some of that I'm just fine with. But ultimately, I know family matters more. And uh, what, what happens with guys is uh, now fatherhood and being a husband aren't always as valued, even on the guy side. But it is a little bit more. Guys, often, they want to be fathers. They want to have children. It's viewed as a good thing. Uh, now, on in online circles, sometimes marriage is bashed because it seems to be skewed against men. When you look at custody battles and, and things like that, and uh, you know, taking half of uh, someone's wealth away if if a man is the primary earner, so a lot of men are not encouraged to marry, depending on certain online circles. So I don't want to go forward and say that every aspect of male culture is great. But there is a little bit of a reaction as these polls are showing, these studies are showing, where men are encouraged to partake in traditionally male things like uh, work out. The gym is, is a good thing. Go, go work out. Go exercise. I need to take my own advice and exercise more. I'm very inconsistent. Uh, go be good at your job. Like work hard and 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 earn money and support a family. Those are traditionally masculine things. I'm not saying women can't do that in 2023, but traditionally those are masculine things that are being encouraged in male online circles. Go go work hard. Go uh, be able to support a family. Now, you will have people who will go too far, like Andrew Tate, where the goal is, yes, have lots of kids, but also sleep around with a bunch of women and uh, don't don't take care of one woman have a oh goodness what's the term called a harem i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly but have a bunch of women and lots of kids by those women so that's a hyper i would say that's toxic masculinity we know in christianity go get married to one person settle down and raise a family with that one um one wife and so Andrew Tate goes a little too far there. But there's just been a general swing, even if some of the details don't all work out, but general swing towards traditional masculinity. Hey, guys, be strong. Protect the women in your life. Work hard. And even if some of the details aren't all the same, for instance, sleep around with a bunch of women is not a great value system, there are other aspects that can be celebrated that, that are good. Uh, whereas uh, with uh, in in female circles with women, I would say very few traditional female values are celebrated at all. There's some on the male side, and I'm I'm highlighting those. But on the female side, I don't know if any traditional feminine virtues and values are being celebrated at all. Uh, women who stay home, homemakers, well, they're pretty often criticized. Women who want to get married young, well, it's like, oh, how dare you? That's, that's oppressive, and your husband's going to hold you back. Women who want to have a lot of kids, again, not exactly celebrated in mainstream culture. So eventually we need that side to swing towards traditional conservative values as well. But at least it started on the male side. Not all the details are great, but we're, we're getting there. It's heading in a, in a better direction than it was and so now then eventually we have to work on the female side too but what are your thoughts 
I could be off base, but it's looking like the, the story that I'm reporting on. High school boys are becoming more conservative while girls move farther left. That's a survey I'm talking about. What do you think? I'm open to being wrong. Let me know. Text uh, 205-941-1011. Do, do you think that's the case? Are we recovering traditional conservative values among men? I hope so. Uh, another so I talk about the gym. That's a good thing to get into. Work, uh, be good at your work. Work hard. Work ethic. That's good. I used to also encourage people to join the military, but now I'm like, uh oh, I don't I don't know so much with how woke it's gotten and all the LGB nonsense that goes on there. But traditionally, the military was a good idea, particularly if you didn't know what you wanted to do with your life. Go into the military, serve for however many years, come out, your resume looks really good. People like to hire veterans. And it, it could set you up for success for the future. Now, I, I just, the military is not what it used to be. Hopefully we can recover that. But there are just different avenues for men out there. Men, learn how to defend yourself. Uh, get weapons training. Uh, learn a martial art. Uh, Jiu-jitsu, MMA, different uh, karate, just different martial arts. And this isn't to say, men, I don't want us to go back to the old days of never talk to anyone about the way you feel. Instead, uh, go home and kick the dog. Like, no, we don't want that version of masculinity. Uh, we want, um, I think a friend of mine put it well. What did he call? I call he's a warrior poets. I think, I think that was it, warrior poets, that uh, we want to be tough. We want to be skilled. We want to be trained. We want to be protectors and providers as appropriate. But also, this is where the poet comes into play. Learn how to just feel things. It's okay. Jesus wept. David was a very emotional man. No one, I, David is the person I use for this. No one can say that David was not a man's man. I mean, he killed giants and he, he was a soldier. He was a fighter. But also, he was a highly emotionally intelligent person. Look at the Psalms. Cried out to God and worshipped, and he, he just was very deep emotionally. And so, you can do both, and do both well. Be a warrior and be a poet. Learn how to uh, just talk about the way you feel, but also be tough and be stoic when, the op when, when you need to be. And with stoicism, just sometimes life isn't going well, but you have a calm face you're, you're, you're steeled inside, and you're ready to, to take on the world, and you're not a whiny baby complaining. But anyways, those are some masculine things that uh, I'm open for, to, for disagreement. Text in 205-941-1011. High school boys are becoming more conservative while girls move farther to the left. Eventually, uh, we need to teach more traditionally feminine values and, and, and virtues as well. Hopefully we can uh, turn society in that direction too. But anyways, I'm open to hearing your thoughts. This is WXJC Radio, Priority Talk, Truth 101.1. We're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7. Don't go anywhere. Often marketing agencies make high promises with low delivery. Business owners have been burnt by these types of companies time and time again. Dot Edison Marketing is built on integrity. They retain customers four times the industry average. Move past multiple vendors. Lost time, lost money. 
www.contact.edisonmarketing and find your marketing partner with integrity at its core. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at .edison.com. Hi, this is Randy Robison, co-host of the Life Today television show and the author of The Age of Promise, and you are with Greg Davis on Priority Talk, Birmingham's daily Christian radio talk show on WHJC. We're heading towards 7 o'clock, and then our show, sadly enough, will be done. But don't be too despondent. We'll be back tomorrow from 5 to 7 right here on Truth 101.1. Check out our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Follow us on social media at Priority Talk. I'm going to continue the theme from the last segment about masculinity and uh, how conservatives uh, how, how are, are appealing more and more to high school boys because, again, there, there's a part of the, a man's nature that's being repressed by general society. We're taught that risk-taking and aggression are bad, and, and they're really not. We need our men to take risks, and we need our men to be aggressive. Now, hear me when I say this. Okay, hear me when I say this. When I say aggressive, typically that's kind of portrayed in a negative way in general society. Like, oh, you're mean and you lack character and you just want to go home and beat your wife. No, that's not what I mean. But by aggressive, I mean that you look for opportunities and when they show up, you take them. You're not afraid of failure. That you know what you need to do, you're, you're training, you're dedicated, and then when the opportunity arises, you go for it. You're not scared. You're not a coward. That's what to be aggressive means as long as you have good character. And I think uh, there are a couple quotes I'm going to try to find. But uh, Jordan Peterson says something along the lines of monsters. He's like, young men should be monsters, but there needs to be discipline there to, to harness that so that if there's discipline, there's virtue, high character, you allow the monster, the drive, the, the giddy up and go, the get after him the, that comes out, it, it's, it's going to go in a good direction. What happens is when you let the monster go, but there's no character, there's no self-control, there's no discipline, well, our young men, they loot, they riot, they steal, they mistreat women, and they're just drains on society. We need our young men to be trained and disciplined. And so I talked a little bit about the Warrior Poet Society. Uh, again, I can't vouch for everything that this group of people does, but I thought, oh, I like the idea. I'm trying to find the quote um, about the Warrior Poet Society that I'm going to talk about. Here's the quote. The state, I guess this would be the government, the state that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. I really like that quote. The state that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. So, uh, again, the, the 
the example I always think of is David. David was a man's man. There's no saying, uh, no one can say that David was a sissy, but he was well-trained, he was well-educated, but he was tough as nails. And I think that's what we need to train our young men to be. Train them, discipline them, give them a good work ethic. Well, help them to develop a good work ethic, I should say. Uh, men don't need to be ooga-booga cavemen beating their chests and slamming their heads into rocks. No. Be intelligent. Learn how to read, write. Write a little poetry. Learn how to sing. Play a musical instrument. Go to therapy. Talk about what's going on. That's all doesn't make you a sissy to, to do those things. But then also, learn how to be a fighter. Learn to be a virtuous person. Protect the weak. Protect those in your life. Work hard. Learn skills. Uh, be tough. When life slaps you, don't break down and cry. Right? Learn how to take it. Learn how to give it. And I think men need to be well. I think everyone needs to be well-rounded, but I'm a man, so I can talk particularly about men, whereas women naturally can talk more naturally about women. But I think these are things that we can help our young men to be. I talked a little bit about stoicism. One of the negative things about our world today, this is a, a knock on a therapy culture and counseling culture, where unfortunately you have people that all they want to do is talk about their feelings. All they want to do is allow their emotions to dictate their actions and their thoughts and how their day goes. And there is a, a, an amount of stoicism that needs to be taught as well, where no matter what happens, you know, you keep your face just set. Life punches you. Okay, you take it and you keep on moving. So, again, you can talk about the way you feel and learn how to process your emotions. That's all fine. We don't want people, again, our young men to go home and beat their wives when they get angry. That's not masculinity at all. But at the same time, we don't want emotions and feelings to dictate everything that you do. That's not positive either. That leads to weak men. So I hope you're hearing the middle ground that I'm trying to get at. Tough, but also the ability to care for those around you. Uh, the ability to listen. Men out there, are you good at listening? This does not mean everyone that you talk to should be able to change your opinion. It's like, oh man, I listen, so therefore I believe everything I read on the internet. No. But are you actually able to take in what other people are saying? And are you a good listener? So all these things, I think, are important for, for men to be able to do. Warrior poets, I like the way that's put. And I think our world would be a better place if men were taught in a well-rounded way. I think that uh, what older generations didn't always get about masculinity is that men need to be able to process their emotions. So, for instance, men out there, can you say you're sorry? Can you say I love you? Can you say I miss you? Can you say emotional things or was that not the manly thing to do? Raw, raw, raw. Well, that's silly. Look at David. Look at Paul. Paul was as tough as nails, but he could get very emotional in his letters. And those were letters to churches. What about the letters specifically to some of his other friends that didn't survive? I bet he was even more emotional. 
but also uh, so 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 men of yesterday's generation couldn't process emotions well and that had harmful effects on families i know sons that their father never told them that he loved them like how sad is that your father was not man enough to tell you that he loved you because that isn't what men that isn't what men did like that's silly and that harmed a lot of families and i would hear from these sons it's like oh man i know my my dad loved me but it would have been nice to hear it every once in a while or i'm proud of you though that's a big one fathers couldn't say i'm proud of you because that was emotional Uh, how silly men are able to process their emotions but then okay now the flip side now it's like sometimes i talk to sons and they're just paralyzed by their emotions and feelings if uh, they'll only go do the right thing if they feel like it they'll only work hard if all the the factors of the day line up and then they'll work hard that their actions are based on how they feel and they and they're very emotional and if the emotions don't line up then man it's a bad day well guess what that's not great either on the other end as well we need to meet some sort of middle i think about biblical masculinity we're made in the image of god men biologically are are generally stronger than women so guess what that makes us protectors men are wired to take risks and be aggressive okay that helps us to be leaders i'm not saying women can't lead but men naturally because of their aggressive nature and in in leadership you have to make a lot of tough decisions so men naturally might be more wired to leadership not always i'm not saying everyone but it's more part of the dna again uh, i might offend some people i really don't know if i care that much on this topic but these are things that you combine the the nature and the nurture men oftentimes uh well we, we got to step up and do these things men are biologically stronger on average men are wired to to make tough decisions rightly or wrongly and i guess that depends on the wisdom of the individual and the counsel that he seeks that's often a position of leadership and uh, so that's what men are supposed to do protect your families do that like if there's something that needs to be done men go do it if it's ugly sweaty dirty work well hey you're the man for the job again i'm open to being wrong maybe i misread situations maybe i don't know what i'm talking about hey i don't mind you can you can tell me that i won't get hurt i'll just cry a little tonight andrew but i'll i'll shake it off i'll I'll be okay i promise you and i'll be back later on this week uh, let me know. Text me 205-941-1011. We need tough men, but men that are also uh, good with relationships and good at listening. We need men who are aggressive and strong, but also gentle enough to actually tell your kids that you love them because that's what men do. This is WXJC Radio Truth 101 point one we'll be back tomorrow from five to seven right here uh as i always finish the show or typically always but be praying be reading your bible god is good all the time and all the time god is good let's worship him praise his name let's be active in our church and until next time i'll talk with you later places and these places